Talitaki Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix, T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network, by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, the ASU fans home away from home, Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, voted best of Las Vegas two years in a row. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning tequila since 2011. Whole beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Wherever you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app tonight, uh, Canada, United States, anywhere that you can uh, tune in. Uh, we are live every Tuesday night. It's College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. And my co-host, as always, from that beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein is with me. And, Paul, how are you? Uh, other than my allergies are killing me, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, you know, I think you need uh, – my dog is telling you in the background uh, – <laughs> I love it. That you love as the it. land you as the landlord need some work, got some work to do. So let's go. <laughs> Leaves need to be raked and, and, and all of this sort of thing. So uh, before I write gardener, you another check. Uh, the gardener will be by tomorrow. <laughs> okay. If not, if not, a tomorrow night show with you and Steven and Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, I, I'm probably gonna uh, call in and be like, hey, where are those gardeners? <laughs> awesome. How, how are things on the island? Uh, nice and uh, and cozy, warm still, or are we uh, cooling off a little bit? Well, that depends on what, what you mean by cooling off. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's still uh, mild temperature-wise, but the last two days it's done nothing but rain, and it has just beaten the daylights out of my allergies. And I oh just, my goodness! I can about imagine. I can about imagine. Okay. All uh, I have to say is this. Yeah. When I was a youngster, before I graduated high school and left to go to Arizona to go to ASU, I never had an allergy. Right. Everybody else gets has allergies and goes to Arizona to get rid of them, unless that's not a thing anymore. It was when I was a kid, so it might Me just too. be an old wives' tale now. Except I went there and got the allergies. So I need somebody to explain that to me. Well, I can't explain it, but I can tell you I'm with you because uh, I get them really bad out here, and I never had them in Minnesota when I lived there. So, oh, uh, it's, it's not like it's pollen, is it? I don't know. I don't know Do what palm it is. trees have pollen. I, I blame it on the air conditioning blowing on your face all the time. But that's oh. that's what I blame it on. But that's just me. So. Okay, so College Hockey Southwest Weekly is what our uh, job is to, to talk about. Um, usually, right. things break, Paul, on Wednesday. Um, last week, they broke on Tuesday, which is kind of cool. Um, it was nice tonight, for a change. 
Yeah, and tonight we do have a special guest uh, scheduled to join us here in about 10 minutes or so. The head coach of Arizona State University, Greg Powers, is going to be with us. And, oh, man, we got so many things to talk about. We might need two hours. But, anyway, I don't want to scare the coach off. So, Coach, if you're listening, uh, still come For on. the listeners. <laughs> yeah, still come on. <laughs> but college hockey is starting to loosen things up a little bit. We found out last week that Arizona State was going to play uh, a schedule with right. uh, the Big Ten. Unfortunately, it looks like all those games, and maybe Coach can just verify it for real, uh, will be on the road. Um, we also found out that, uh, at least today, the rumors are circulating around social media anyway, that NCHC may be playing some of their games in a quote-unquote bubble environment, which I'm guessing would be over the holidays and between the semesters, but that's just a guess on my part. Well, um, yeah, we I also- mean, I, I would think that that, is a logical uh, thought process. And then I also uh, want to throw out there, and, and you brought this to me as well, that uh, the NCAA is going to announce tomorrow uh, who the uh, or where the sites are for the Frozen Four. And there's some intrigue going on that possibly Vegas could be a uh, host city down the road sometime between uh, 2022 and 2026, I believe, right? Uh, 23 to 26, but 23 to you know, 26. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in, in that general yeah, area. So. Right. And that's been mentioned for a couple of years now since, uh, the golden Knights started playing and they had a NHL facility in Las Vegas, uh, that can hold, uh, the amount of people that the NCAA requires to hold a frozen for. So I, I could see that definitely being a possibility. And I know it'll it'll happen all over again. I know that you'll get the people that, why are these things being held in these non-hockey markets? Blah, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Well, and, then you, and then you'll get those, Paul, that will say, can we go back to Florida again? Everybody loved going to Tampa. Well, that's the whole thing. The, the fact of the matter is, and that's what I was going to get to, because – uh, you know, that's inevitably what happens. Uh, people like the Frozen Fours in Tampa. And you know who really likes the Frozen Fours in Tampa? The NCAA. Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, yeah. Because they make money on the right. Frozen Fours in Tampa. Exactly. Okay? Um, they don't have to worry about who's in those Frozen Fours. People go because they're in Tampa in April to thaw out. Exactly. And, and that's what we've been saying for years, uh, in, you know, in the, in the college hockey circles is put them in warm weather climates, make it L.A., make it Vegas, make it Phoenix, make it Tampa, Dallas, wherever, somewhere where it's a destination because you don't know if your team is in or out until, the, you know, the week and a half before the, the uh, event starts. Right. So, and do you, have to, do you have to save a certain amount of tickets for the schools? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. But, you know, uh, let's see. Hmm. I can choose to go to a Frozen Four. Do I go to City X in the Rust Belt? Or do I save my money and go to Tampa or Vegas in early April? <laughs> hmm. Let me see. Yeah. What shall I do, right? What choice shall I make? And this is, of oh. course, assuming that anything is even relatively close to normal by the time these frozen fours happen. Oh, goodness. Yeah, and, and you know, Paul, everything is so strange. Um, I was on a conference call, and it's not college hockey, with uh, 
with the uh, GM at uh, Las Vegas last night with the Alex Petrangelo uh, deal. And Kellen McCrimmon was saying, like, they, they were asking him uh, particularly about Robin Leonard and his shoulder getting cleaned out this week. And they were saying, like, right. will he be ready for the start of the season? And Kelly says, well, we hope so, but we don't have any idea when the start of the season is. Well, yeah, so. that's just it. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Um, but here's, you know, here's the thing, Paul. That's the professional side. We right. kind of have an inkling, uh, and we'll ask Coach just again if he's got some, some verified uh, thing for us in, in a minute. But, um, you know, it sounds like the, uh, the USHL is going to fire up first weekend in November, so just a couple of weeks from now. Right. And, you know, all of these different groups are moving here and there and starting play and trying to do things with some fans, without some fans. So it, it goes on and on and on. But uh, well, I I'll say this. Yeah. I, 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 I can tell you one group of people that's happy that places like the USHL are going to start. I, I, I can't speak about the Canadian Junior Leagues because they're still kind of figuring it out. But the, the scouts are got to be happy that the USHL is going to play. I know the NHL, the NAHL is supposed to start up here soon. They've been uh, playing games. Well, okay, <laughs> you know, listen. Um, yeah, last weekend I saw uh, Bismarck play the game. So, uh, yeah, it's happening. And I saw ACHA, like Jamestown, uh, play the game last week in ACHA hockey. So it's all over the place. Let's take a quick break, Paul. Let's come back and let's bring on the head coach of the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils, Greg Powers, in about three minutes. Okay. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. 
Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. All right, welcome back in to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host is always uh, Paul Hornstein on that beautiful palatial estate we call Long Island, New York. And it's our pleasure, uh, Paul, to bring in the head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils once again. We haven't spoken to him in a while, but Coach Powers, how are you? I'm doing well. You guys hear me okay? We can hear you loud loud and clear, Coach. You sound great. It's great to have you back on the show, and I want to give a quick little read that I put together here for you, and then you tell me if I'm right or wrong, okay? Okay. (laughs) A lot has happened since you were on with us last, and I'm going to start with Max Balanson leaving for LIU, Austin Lemieux becoming a professional golfer, Josh Maniscalco leaving to play in the NHL, Tanner Hickey and Sean Doogie officially becoming Sun Devils, and uh, your team at least temporarily joining the Big Ten, and it looks like uh, Johnny Walker is engaged. Have I missed anything, Coach? <laughs> I think you, I think you about summed it up. Jeez, Christmas, well, a lot of stuff. Clearly, nothing has happened, Coach. So we're just having you on to say hello and have a good night, and we'll talk to you soon. Perfect. Uh, okay, Coach. So, so let's jump right into uh, the hottest topic in in hockey right now, and and it all started last Tuesday. And we give all you guys credit for uh, for bringing it out on Tuesday. So Paul and I had something to talk about. But um, the Big Ten has kind of adopted you. Is that a fair assessment for uh, for this season, the the pandemic season we're calling it? I think I think that's. I mean, I guess that's fair. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, we we had some options that we we were pursuing and and really peeling back the onion on and, and this just was the best one you know i mean i you know how many times i've been called crazy in the last week for agreeing to <laughs> um, you know the the problem as you guys know you're well versed in our program it, it was it was how we how were we going to get games in january and february when, when every league is gonna flip the switch and go to league only play there I think will be some leagues that will go out of conference in, in the month of December. Um, so filling up games in, in December wasn't necessarily the issue for us, but finding games in the months of January and February, and then now even in early March, um, it, it was problematic. And so, you know, we, we were approached by the Big Ten on, on a scheduling agreement, and a lot of different scenarios were thrown back and forth. and. Um, this one was, was brought up and, and it just made a ton of sense, you know, and, and we are, uh, really excited about it. We're obviously disappointed that we won't be able to play in front of our fans. But like I said, on a, on a, a donor and season ticket holder zoom that we had, uh, last week, um, even if we had home games, no, nobody was going to come anyway. You know, I, I don't think fans were going to be allowed. So, um, you're going to have to watch us on, on a stream or now potentially on, the Big Ten Network, or maybe even M- NBC Sports, when we go play Notre Dame. Um, so, so I think the the avenues to watch our team play are actually probably better now under this circumstance for our fans than, than even if we did have home games. Uh, Coach, the scenario broke down where uh, you're playing each of the other seven teams in the conference. I, it sounds weird to say, but uh, and the the point is there. Uh, four times, and the the exchanges that uh, they have agreed to come to Tempe and play uh, in future seasons, 
how many different scenarios were played out with the Big Ten? Even if you're not going to, you can't get into details about them. How many different scenarios were played out with the Big Ten before you guys settled on this one? Quite a few. I mean, we we did we did talk a little bit about um, going fully and and in for the year and having the potential to you know be in their official standings and play in their playoffs, but we didn't have enough time to get that done and and just the red tape and the president approval process, all the things that go into bringing on an affiliate member officially, just, we just didn't have time. We had to get a schedule put in place. Um, they had an issue where they want to, and, and, and are being mandated by their league to, to stay in conference only all season. And that was problematic for them because they have seven teams and, and somebody was going to be off, you know, every weekend and, and they right. didn't want that after a late start. So we, I think we solved a, a problem for each other. It was a, it was a really good temporary marriage here and uh, um, we're looking forward to, to getting into it. You know, we, and there was a few other options out there too, but um, you know, we, again, when we really peeled everything back, we, we, we love our team. We're going to have a hell of a team. We look really, really good. Um, we wanted, you know, we wanted, the most competitive and exciting and unique situation under crazy times and circumstances as we can put together. And I think we are able to do that. Okay. Now I'm, I'm just for full disclosure here, coach. Um, I have gone on the record, so to speak, as much as a record as we can have is saying that, and this is, I don't want anybody to think that anybody's put any words in my mouth. This is where I think ASU belongs in terms of conferences uh, I think it's the most natural fit. I, I know I don't have any say over it. So I, for one, uh, am glad to see that uh, there's going to be uh, basically a, a faux conference this year at, and, and that that choice was the Big Ten. I, I, I can't deny that. No, I, I mean, I think, you know, you know, there, there, you can make arguments for, for multiple scenarios. Right. But, but the, the one for the Big Ten, obviously, is – um, it's a power five conference. We're a power five school and, right. and we, we know we do have a new arena uh, coming and, and when that thing's open and we, we can stuff 5,000 people into a barn, um, are we going to be, you know, more apt to, to pack it night in and night out when you have name brands like Michigan and Michigan state and Wisconsin and Minnesota and the likes of Notre Dame, everybody in that league, um, coming into play us, absolutely. You know, th this is a non-traditional hockey market, and um, you know, as great of programs as you know there are out there, a lot of the, the high-end, obviously, college hockey programs aren't brand names and uh, to the traditional sports fans. So, I think that's the argument that that, that people that support us want to see us, you know, in the Big Ten long term make, um, and, and there's some credence to it. Uh, and and I, and I will say this. Uh, even though I have not lived in the Valley for a long time, uh, I still have plenty of friends that do. And it's not like uh, uh, there aren't more than a few Big Ten alumni living in the neighborhood, shall we say? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just. They're everywhere uh, here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I am aware, I, you know. Uh, um, and, you know, and we'll get to the building in, in, in a little bit. But uh, I, I can assume, and, and, and just from the outside, that uh, there will be a chunk of games played 
during the Christmas break. However, you guys decide to have done that. Uh, I assume that makes things a little bit easier for everybody. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, I mean, I'm not telling. Yeah. We, we know our start date is November 20th. We know that. Um, okay. <clears throat> we, we don't know where we're going um, or who we're playing. And that's, what's unique for us. And me right. especially is not being handed a schedule and we just, we just have to book our travel and, and go to where they tell right. us. So, um, which is kind of nice, but um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, it, we don't know. We don't know when the off weeks will be. What we know is, is that, that, you know, they are going to make their very best efforts to our wishes and, you know, I, I don't want to call it demand, but we had right. we had a couple we had a couple of requests, and most important was to 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 make sure that our our guys had the best student athlete experience possible, and we didn't want to take fourteen trips, you know. So right. um, we're doing it in travel segments, and and as long as they can they can maneuver the schedule to make it work, that's the this is what it will will be, and you know, so we'll go and play Minnesota and Wisconsin in the same segment. We'll play each two times. Um, you know, so four games over the course of seven, maybe eight days, right. probably eight. Um, right. And we'll do that trip twice. And then the other travel segments, obviously Ohio State, Notre Dame, that's about a four and a half hour bus. So we'll do that trip twice. And the, the easy one is going to be Michigan, Michigan State. They're only an hour apart. Um, we'll do that trip twice. And then when we go to Penn State, it, it looks promising that we'll probably only have to go once and we'll stay there for about eight days and we'll play them four times. So seven trips we're used to doing about 11 or 12 when it's all said and done so less less air miles but more marriott points right but i mean i'm not it's not like i'm putting you on the spot because every conference is going to do that to get yeah. games in in, in in during the quote-unquote christmas break no no, so. no not at all not at all i think i think it'll be heavy during that time but um, right we we know that the the big 10 regular season will end that what's that march 13th weekend so I, I, yeah, I mean, they're going to build in some weekends off, but um, right. Well, that's okay. Well, that was that was going to be another question too. Yeah. So so yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and even if you know, say we go to Madison and we play them on a Friday, Saturday, and then and then we go and 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 bus over to Minneapolis and maybe play them on a Wednesday, Thursday, which could easily happen. Um, you know, and then and then we're back here Thursday morning and and we have the weekend to rest and recover and. Uh, it'll be a unique, a very unique experience, unique situation, but we're going to embrace it. We're looking forward to it. Well, and that's a lot easier to do when there's no classes, right? To, 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 to just stay there and, 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 yeah. and make those kinds of travel arrangements. Yep. All our guys are online. They're all online or they have ASU sync where they can be online. So they're not going to miss a class. They're not going to take a step back academically in any way. All of their tutoring and all their academic support right now is done remotely, so so they will not miss a beat in any way. So, Coach, the obvious question, I guess, on this, and maybe it's more a mental thing than anything, but not being able to play games at home, like you said, you would, probably wouldn't have had fans anyway, but uh, how difficult is it on the guys and the coaching staff to prepare them for, you know, equivalent of, what, 28 road games? Well, you know, I mean, it, it is. It's all psychological, and and – you guys know I'm a glass half full guy. We, we got to look at it as we'll, we're going into their buildings, but they don't have fans. So, you know, I, I think it'll be really challenging for those teams as well. Um, that takes a big, big aspect of home ice advantage out the window. When you go into environments like Pagula, Penn State, Mariucci of Minnesota, and Mon at Michigan State, and, and, you know, the Kohl Center where last year there was 12,000 fans in there, and then obviously Yost is a really tough place to play. They're all tough places to play with great fan bases. 
when you take that out of the equation, um, you know, I, I like our chances. You know, it's like I've told a few people, like, you know, yeah, there's 28 quote-unquote road games, but but we, we get to be away with each other. We get our thumbs on our guys. Um, it's easier to do, believe it or not, as a, as a, as a coach and, and as a staff when you're on the road. We can create our own little safe haven bubble, if you will, and and, and come closer together and, and and not have any distractions. We're, we're on the road to play hockey, and then during the day they're going to be in class on online and and uh and we're gonna play in empty arenas and uh you know we're gonna use you know all this to our advantage and and continue to let everybody on the outside world make excuses as to why we can't be successful <laughs> and continue to prove them all wrong <laughs> so so coach i don't know if the discussion's been uh brought up yet about the uh the ncaa tournament and, and what you might need to do uh, to qualify for an NCAA tournament. Has that been discussed yet or not yet? It, I mean, it's discussed. It hasn't been decided. You, you know, we, we don't know. We, we, yeah. uh, you, you've heard, you know, six AQs per the usual and then 10 maybe uh, decided by a committee at large. You've heard maybe each league getting two AQs and four at large. You've heard um, going off of historical data per league. There's, there's a lot of different discussions right now. Um, you know, anyway, you slice it. I think the at large, which we will have to be again, um, are, they're going to get decided. You know, it's going to be subjective. It's going to be a committee deciding who goes, not because the pairwise is out the window. There's not going to be enough data and enough crossover play to to use the pairwise to the point where it can decide the top 16 teams. So, um, you know, it's going to be a lot, probably like the NCAA basketball tournament, where they they put a committee in the room and and. They tear apart the numbers and, and the season and, and, and pick teams. So we have a great opportunity. You know, I mean, if we get through this 28-game stretch with 28 road games and have a, a, a very good record, which I think we can, um, I don't see how they leave us out. I don't. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Coach, it's a little bit off the schedule in the future of this right now. I don't know if you've been following me very much uh, over the summertime, but I've made two trips to Minnesota and back to see a grandson. And uh, on my trips, I've made a lot of stops at NCHC buildings. I've been to Duluth. I've been to, uh, you know, Colorado College. I've been to uh, Denver. I've been everywhere, right? And your program continues to get a lot of respect uh, from coaches in the NCHC. And, and, and they're thrilled at what's been happening out here. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, that and the conference talk? Is NCHC even on the uh, the remote radar down the road is when you select a conference or are you going oh, a different sure. direction? For sure. No, for sure. I mean, it, we, we, we are in a position, unfortunately, because of what's going on in the world to, to, to focus on what's right in front of us. And that's it. Um, we had to, we had to come up with a solution for this group of kids to, to have a fair seat at the table and in a meaningful season. And we were able to do that. And, um, this decision to play 28 games against only Big Ten teams has no bearing in where we will we will end up in the future. And, and uh, you know, all options are on the table. With with the office, clearly the NCHC, you know, being being one that we would want to seriously look into and have those discussions. So um, it's it's arguably you know the top league in the country along with the Big Ten and. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, we have a tremendous amount of respect for every program in that league and have started to develop some, some you know, pretty good rivalries with, with some of those programs like Omaha. We play them a lot in Denver. 
Um, we're scheduled to play a ton and, and, and played last year. And so um, you, I don't know where it's going to go, you know, and that's the honest truth. Um, but uh, as soon as, as soon as, you know, the, the dust settles a little bit, there's still a lot of uncertainty. And I, I mean, no other leagues really announced a, a concrete, you know, plan like the Big Ten has that we were a part of. So um, everybody's just focused on the now, you know, and, and as soon as we, you know, get a, a clear picture as a body of what the now is, um, then we can start to really look into future. But but I can tell you this, we're, we're hell-bent on, on making that decision and, and going through that process, knowing that the arena is coming and um, and, and it's it's very important to us to get done. All right, well, you brought it up, Coach, and you brought up dust. So I'm going to ask, are we still uh, on schedule to kick up dust, shall we say, uh, in November-ish? Yes. We are. <laughs> we are. Okay. Wow. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, I mean, you know, there's only so much I can say for, yes, I know. Weeks, but, but it has been really impressive what Frank Ferrara and, and Ray Anderson and, and all the people on campus like Morgan Olson and John Creer, all the people working to get this thing done. Um, you know, uh, can we say fairly that there's no delays in the in the in the near future? We can say that very fairly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that's all great news. And coach, I know you better than than I think I do, but um, I I know you want to talk hockey. And one of the things that I did this summer also was stop in in uh, in uh, Dubuque and talk to uh, Coach David out there. And I just wanted to get his thought on what that connection was coming from Dubuque. To, uh, to Arizona State, and he, again, had nothing but praise about his players and now your players and the, the uh, transition from Dubuque to Tempe. But talk a little bit about that, if you can. We've talked about it in the past, but it just seems like you guys are such a good fit uh, or they're a good fit for you, one or the other. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't, because of NCAA rules, talk too favorably about one Junior A franchise, but – um, what I can say is Oliver is a, a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a guy. We have spoken uh, a lot offline on, on getting input from each other on how each other do, do things and how we communicate, how we motivate, how we build culture, all that stuff. And, and there's a lot of similarities between the way he um, does what he does and the way I do what I do. You know, neither one of us played you know, pro hockey, neither one of us played division one hockey and we both found a way to be successful at our respective levels. And his level is obviously an incredibly high level where, uh, you have success in that league. You're, you're, you're going to go on to big things. Look at all the guys that have done that, you know, and, and they're going to, John Cooper's obviously the, the, the latest and greatest just won a Stanley cup. And that's where, you know, he, he really got his first high level break was in green Bay in the USHL. So, um, Odie's a great, a great guy. So he's, a, he's a good friend, and um, you know, obviously, you know, we, we've we've pulled some really good players out of that organization and a lot of others as well. Well, let's. I'll find another analogy to use. Now, they used to say in boxing, styles make fights. Uh, can 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 we say in this case that style has made uh, uh, a match more than once? Um. Yeah, I, th- I think so. You know, um, and, and it's fair to say. I mean, we, we've we've just we've knocked that out of the park. I mean, you, when you when you go through the list of you know Maniscalco and, 
and Sanchez and Neerum and now Copperud. Right. Um, you know, I mean, it's some, some high end kids, you know, and, and so, right. um, it, it's exciting, you know, and, and certainly fields he's, you know, uh, passed and, and, and his start there and time there doesn't hurt, uh, doesn't hurt that at all for us. So the fact that, uh, they're starting to play and the North American league is starting to play and, 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 and the junior, some of the junior leagues are starting to play. Uh, it's got to make you guys feel better because you get to see the players again that you're looking at to bring in a few, in, in, in a few years, regardless of what league they're in. Yeah, no, it's just good to see. It's just good to see, to see, see kids out there getting the opportunity to play the game they love. That's, that's, that's the biggest thing for me, you know, and, and, you know, leagues and, and people running leagues, figuring out, finding ways for kids to, to go do that, you know, and that's what I want to see more of. And, um, where there's a will, there's a way, you know, I mean, my kids have been playing pretty much all summer, my, my two biological kids. Um, and, and there's ways to do it. There's ways to do it safely. And right. that's what I'm thinking that you're starting to see, you know, a lot of, a lot of leagues do more of, and, and hopefully everybody figures it out and, and gets their, their players back on the ice. But I, I love, I love that we we're seeing some, some kids back on the ice that we can look at and recruit and evaluate, you know, obviously all online right now, the recruiting dead period was extended through January 1st. So, right. Um, we, uh, it's unique for us to, to not be out on the road a lot right now. Speaking of kids on the ice, uh, you guys have gotten back on the ice for practice. Uh, I like to see that Cronkite, uh, degree create these segues for us. Very nice. Um, what are, without getting into specifics necessarily about what's going on on the ice yet uh how good does it feel to have you guys and, and your team back out on the ice and and what can you tell us so far about uh how prepared guys were to get back on the ice and 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 get you know and and, and how much uh how has it been blending in the new guys and and is your team able to take it? Has been able to take advantage of having all the senior guys on this team? Yeah, it, it all of the above is. It's been amazing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it was a long summer for everybody. You know, everybody in and outside of hockey, in and outside of sports, um, and and for people that that like us in our program, they get to do what they love every day. Players play, coaches coach, and be around the game that we love. I mean, there were days obviously in the off season where it was like, man, are we, are we going to get to do this again this year? You know? And, and, and so when it started, it was just a, a huge blessing in every way. And we were just so thankful that we were back in a rink around our players and, and, and we still have not practiced as a full team yet. We, we get to start doing that on Monday. Um, but, but what we were able to do and, and guys were a little bit rusty when it came in, but their happiness and just their sheer joy of being, in the room and, and, and putting on a, a jersey with a pitchfork and being around everybody overcame that very quickly. And, and we were able to work on a lot of things with guys that as coaches, you, 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 you know, unfortunately you lose sight of more than you don't. You're always so focused on team concepts and team play and, um, you know, systems and stuff like that, 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 you know, the, the little things that, 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 you know, make players great, you know, puck possession, wall work, uh, just flat out shooting and passing, just a, a ton of skill development that we've been able to get in over the past six weeks, and and, and now our guys, whew, they look good. 
They look really, really good. We have layered on almost a curriculum, if you will, um, to where, where every day our guys just get tons of work in and, and uh, in small groups. And, and we started fall battle league where we, we did a three on three league this year and a three on three tournament where week two of that, and just the plays they're making and, and the skill that's on display and the speed. Um, it is fun to watch. It is a lot of fun to watch. And our, uh, our guys are reared up and excited every day to be at the rink. And, and when we broke the news to them, Last week that, uh, that, 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 you know, what the season was going to look like, you should have seen the smile on their faces. It was, it was, it was really cool. <laughs> has, there been, has there been a, a, a surprise advantage to having all these small groups? Because you guys are obviously on the ice with each group, and, you're get, and I, you guys still uh, max at four hours uh, per player. Or we, we, we've been out of that now for about two weeks, but that's what I thought. Um, but uh, a huge advantage, huge advantage. I mean, we have four coaches on the ice with, with a groups of, of seven to nine skaters, you know. So, um, the work that we've been able to get in, the individual work and the, the attention, the focus of you know, where guys might be a little bit deficient and where they need to catch up, and uh, it's been unbelievable. It, it's been really, really good. It, it from a from a, a sharpness and, and just a pure skill set standpoint, um, our guys are better than they ever have at this point, you know. And, and now we're going to have a full month starting Monday to prepare as a team, and that's all we need, you know. And it, uh, we don't we don't overcoach as it is. I mean, we we we, we have structure and our systems and all that stuff, but um, you give me 30, 30 days with this group, we'll be we'll be ready to go. Coach, uh, that's all good stuff on the ice, and, and Paul and I have had a chance to visit, uh, thanks to, to Mitch Terrell for, for getting us a lot of your guys uh, during the summer months. And I, and I think Paul will agree with me when I say this, is every guy that comes on from your program just continually impresses us uh, with the way they handle themselves, with the way they conduct themselves. Um, they seem uh, very bought into the program, both on and off the ice. And, and that, that's definitely a credit to you and, and your coaching staff. But what is it? What, what's, what's making it all tick on and off the ice, especially in the middle of a pandemic? Uh, you know, I mean, it's just it, it, culture can't be formed and, and perfected overnight. It's taken us, you know, this long to get it to where it is. And it, it's just when you finally have a group of player leadership and upperclassmen that, are 100% bought in, um, in and most importantly, out of the moment, you know, and out of the moment, I mean, in the community, in the classroom, while they're at home, um, when nobody's watching them, when you, when you have that, everything just falls into place. The new guys don't have a, a choice. They have to, you know, we, we obviously do a great job evaluating character through the recruiting process and, and going through those, those check boxes, but when, when freshmen get here now, they, they, they have to fall in line. You know, that, they don't have a choice, and, and, and that's enforced by your player leadership. When you have that, um, you know, it, it makes things a lot easier, and, and, and that's what we have. We just we have a group of kids that, that love putting on the pitchfork, and it means a lot to them. And if, if all things were equal and they could go anywhere they wanted in the country to play college hockey, they're going to Arizona State. 
Yeah, that's a, that, that's a great statement. Uh, to follow it up a little bit, Coach, I know we haven't had a chance to talk to you. I joked with it a little bit. Austin Lemieux leaving the program to play professional golf and Josh Maniscalco signing his contract with the uh, Penguins organization. But you haven't been able to tell us or our listeners uh, how much they meant to your program and how uh, excited you are for them to pursue their own goals, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll start with Austin. Great, unbelievable kid, just a tremendous human being, a, a kid that, that that his teammates just adored in every way. And his passion is golf, and we've known that since he's gotten here. Um, and he is a special golfer; he really is. And so, I, I would I would not put it past him to to you know set out what he's going to accomplish to to try and try and do, and let's become a professional golfer. Um, you know, he, he just, the, the, you know, it was time, it was time. He was ready to, to hang him up and, and pursue that. And with the uncertainty of what a season looked like back when he made that decision, I think that probably played into it. And, uh, it was a really easy conversation for him. Um, you could tell he was excited about it, um, when he called me and, uh, and, and we were a hundred percent supportive in every way. With Josh, that was tough. You know, I mean, Josh. Josh made the decision in March. I went and met with him when this whole thing started. You know, this this pandemic. Um, you know, and the tournament got canceled, and 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 we went and sat down um, for a couple hours and, and went through you know the pros and cons. And he decided to come back. He made that decision to come back. Um, we 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 uh, we made him a captain. He was excited to come back, and and just you know constantly throughout the summer as, as things became um, a little bit more wishy-washy as time went on and, and us not having a, a solution, he, he continued to have NHL options. And, and it got to a point where um, I knew we probably would have some semblance of a season. I just didn't know what it looked like. And I couldn't look a kid in the eyes that, that I care that much about and tell him to turn down a, a max entry level deal with an NHL team. It was it wasn't the right thing to do, and and so he he made that decision. You know, he actually came over to my house for dinner and signed his contract here, and I couldn't be happier for the kid. He's 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 gonna he's gonna play in that league. I don't have a doubt in my mind, and and I think if he knew back when he signed what we know now, he'd still be here. You know, and, and as a matter of fact, he said that, but. Um, but it is, he, he, that's the beauty of hindsight. He, he's got only one thing to do and that's look forward and, um, and he'll, he'll, he'll be massively successful. The other kid you brought up was Max Balancing, an unbelievable kid again, great, great teammate. Um, a kid that, that I just couldn't find ice for, you know, and, and, um, Max wants to play, he wants to be a hockey player and, um, which I totally respect. He was willing to go and help start a new program out of LIU, and we wish him all the best, and I, and I think he'll do very well there. All right, final one for me, Coach. Uh, the, the two guys that are coming in and are going to be, from all indications, big assets to your program, you got Tanner Hickey coming in and, and Sean Doogie coming in. We had Sean on uh, last week, and he what a phenomenal kid. I mean, uh, so well-versed and, and uh, an instant leader and, and positivity, and, and you just throw the accolades at him all day long because he's that good. But how important are they to you on the ice? They both look really good. I mean, you know, we'll start with Dukes. He, he's he's people are going to love him. They're going to love him here. I've said that from the day that he decided to come here. He's going to be a fan favorite right away. Just look how hard he plays and how fast he is, and the speed and the skill that he brings to our lineup. I mean, this is a kid that led 
the national development program in points. He led Wisconsin in points. He was incredibly talented as a sophomore and just battled some things last year that were a little bit out of his control and wanted a, a fresh start. And we're, we're incredibly fortunate that he chose to do it with us. So we're going to make the most of that and, and get him everything he needs to be successful. And he's certainly going to reciprocate that and make us successful. And then Tanner looks great. Tanner is a, a really talented kid. He's, he can break the puck out. He's got a great offensive skill set, and and he looks really good right now. He, he's he was a huge pickup. That was that was Josh Maniscalco insurance at the time, and, and it paid <laughs> off. Absolutely, <laughs> Paul. You uh, got one final one. Yeah, I, I, if 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 you'll, uh, I look at the the I, a couple of questions. I look at the the uh, way you guys broke down the team for this. Uh, preseason three-on-three battles. Um, It doesn't look like it was an accident the way it was put together. Um, Did you put the recruits on one squad to see how they would react to the challenge? No. I wish I could take credit for that. (laughs) um, We we simply put teams together based on living situations Um, because because of COVID, trying to keep you know, uh, you know, almost bubbles within the bubble, so to right. speak, and um, for contact tracing purposes and all those things, um, it was advised to us to, to arrange our small groups based on living situations. And obviously the freshmen, they all pretty much live together or near each other, so that's why it happened. And, and, and it has been a, uh, I guess to be blunt, a wake-up call, you know, and, and right. um, they're really talented and they're going to be huge pieces of our success, but you know, they're learning the hard way um, in a very competitive setting that our guys have created um, that there's a big difference between junior A hockey and college hockey, a big difference. Because, uh, you know, and obviously being a a five-year-old program, because uh, two years ago, those guys would have all been, but guaranteed playing time. Uh, yeah. I, I, it doesn't look like that can even that that's obviously I, I don't think that's the case because when I look when I look at this at, at, at this team that even losing uh, your top defensive pair this team is in, insanely deep and you'll have at least three lines that can score um, how is, you guys couldn't wait to get Chris Grando on the ice for games last year uh, how has he looked? Uh, uh, as far as the the practices are concerned, and has he stepped up his game even more for us to see when you guys actually do get on the ice in games? He looks unbelievable. I have uh, almost every veteran that you would assume would be in our top six begging to play with Grando. That's how good he looks. So um, he looks really good, and and that, that that's what I'm most proud of. Our staff's done a great job putting this roster together. We we've always we've always said every year, you know, and and it started to get that way last year, where we wanted to get to the point where our freshmen come in and they're flat out overwhelmed, and and, and this is our most talented recruiting class that we've had. And there are days flat out where they are overwhelmed, and that is a good sign. That's a healthy. It's a sign of a healthy program where, you know, your, your, your upperclassmen and your veterans um, are doing all the right things and they're bigger and they're stronger and they're more responsible and they don't turn pucks over and they're always on the right side of the puck. They're 
sticks are always in the right lanes. That they're doing all the right things, and they're teaching these kids what it takes to be successful at our level. You know, and and um, it's it's a it's a, and there are days where, where these kids look really good too. Don't get me wrong. Right. But um, but they're learning some valuable lessons right now, and, and that's what it's all about. And it's only going to make them better, which in turn will make us better. Um, Coach, I, before, I appreciate you. You got one more ball? Or? Well, I was just going to ask him uh, about the goaltending uh, and just, you know, just to get a feel for that because you know, Justin Robbins come back off an injury and Cole Brady's a freshman. Uh, so just out of curiosity, especially when you're playing three on three, is it hard to get a true gauge? No, because I love it. It's, it's the ultimate, you know, sign of, of compete from a goaltending standpoint and you get peppered, you know? So, um, I mean, there, there's a lot of back doors. There's a lot of two on ones. There's a lot of one on O's two on. I mean, there's so many scoring chances in a game. Um, and, and all three have looked really, really good. And, and, and I mean it, I mean, they've all looked really good. Um, there's days where Justin Robbins is our best goalie. I mean, that's how good he looks. And, uh, he's explosive and confident and put in a ton of work at home over the summer. Um, and then there's days where, where Cole just is like, whoa, like, okay, now we know why he's a fifth round draft pick. You know I mean? He's, he's six foot six and, and, and solid and just, he's just going to be, he's going to be dynamite. He's going to be absolute dynamite. Um, and then D brow is just D brow, you know, like he, he's, I think he has an opportunity to, I mean, it's his net. It, it's, it's clearly his net. He earned it. There's no, no reason for me to even beat around the bush as far as that's concerned because he's, he's earned that respect and he deserves that respect. Somebody's got to take it from him. Um, but he, he, I think, is, is going to be one of the best goalies in college hockey this year. Uh, one last one, Coach, if you have time. Uh, if you can say, the, the question I like to ask, especially early, has there been one guy that has come into the first couple of weeks of practices here and, it, and you said, holy crap, where did he get that from? Uh, there's, been, there's been a few. <clears throat> Honestly, like, <clears throat> not that it will surprise you guys, but he, he's taken his game to a, a, even a, another level is, is Johnny. He, he's just a man amongst boys out there right now. He scores just at will, um, and and guys know how to defend him. Guys know how to kind of get in his kitchen a little bit mentally. Guys know how to, you know, go at him, and and because there's teammates, and and he's just so gifted and so talented, and so skilled um, that, that not even that's stopping him right now. Um, he he's just he's just a goal scoring machine. He, he's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger. Um, he's he's just got everything going for him right now. PJ Morocco looks amazing. He's scoring goals at will too, um, and then Doogie, Doogie and Grando. Th those four really pop out. Kumanzis looks unbelievable. I mean, Sandu's bigger and stronger and faster than I've ever seen him. Um, I mean, Paul, you said it. We're going to have three lines um, that are going to be really good. I, I, I and I'm not, I don't want to sound like a pompous ass, but I, I wouldn't. No, I would not want to play. Us. I, listen, I, I I think even with with Josh leaving. That even though I mean there's there's no way to deny that that's a hit, but uh, even with him leaving, this team is still incredibly deep. Uh, I could easily see uh, a, a, 
an easy six-man rotation on the back end, uh, almost an embarrassment of riches up front, that is this automatically going to translate to winning games? Uh, who knows? I mean, the game's yeah. still got to be played, but uh, it just I, – I, I can't imagine the team being deeper. No, no, we're – we're deep, you know, and then when, when I mean, we're going to have a fifth line of guys that, that, that could probably be a second line for, you know, at least the top half of college hockey. Like that, that gets, we're, 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 we're really, really deep and talented up front. And we're going to the back end too. I mean, it's guys like Willie, Jacob Wilson, and, you know, Semic and Judson, bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, they put on so much muscle and size and strength and, Gorley looks really good. Um, Hickey's really fantastic. And, um, you know, we get the Lafians back this week finally because um, we delayed them coming over just, just to make sure that, that we were going to be where we needed to be. And now they're here and they got here safely and they're through quarantine and, and we expect to have them back by the end of the week on the ice, which is exciting. And those guys are always big and strong and in shape. So, um, it's, uh, it, it's going to be exciting. You know, it, it's going to be a challenge putting a lineup together, but we're getting closer to what we think it could look like and, and, and get some great ideas. Awesome. Coach, we, appreciate, we appreciate your time as always. I, I wouldn't let you go without boasting a little bit about your biological kids, as you say, because, uh, Isabel had a pretty good weekend, didn't she? Yeah, she, she's, she's really good. She's getting, she's getting, She's getting better and better. She's playing on a team out of LA, and they're they're tremendous, really good group of girls. And they won a, a big tournament in Dallas, their first one of the the season, and that they played in. They won it, so really proud of her. And and uh, and Jake, my my ten year old, I've been helping his team quite a bit uh, on the bench and, and in practices. That that's been a ton of fun too. So really proud of those two guys. Coach Powers, appreciate your time as always. Uh, good luck when the season finally gets rolling for you. I do believe you said the uh, 20th of uh, of November, so we'll be looking forward to that. If there's any way they let media in, uh, we will be at every one of your games on the road. So that's uh, a statement from us if that ever happens. <laughs> well, let's hope they do. We appreciate the support. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Coach. Have a good night, Have Coach. Good night. Thank you. Take care. Yep, you too. All right, folks, that's Coach Greg Powers with Arizona State Sun Devil NCAA Hockey. Lots of good stuff to digest right there. Paul and I are going to take a two-minute break, and we're going to come back and do just that. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena, stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day, College Bar and Grill. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. 
can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein with me from Long Island, New York, as always. Uh, Paul, I said uh, just before the break, and it's a quick break, uh, that, that we have a lot to digest. But if oh, you yeah. can, just summarize uh, the coach in, uh, in just a couple of minutes, if you can. Uh, sounds, it sounds super excited, um, and I get that. Uh, not just from the fact that the talent that's on the ice, but just the fact that he's able to get back on the ice. And, you know, we kind of understand that as we sat through uh, two delicious months of NHL playoffs uh, and are still jonesing for it. Uh, so I totally understand that. Um, uh, he, he did uh, acknowledge that he's going to have five lines, so to speak, and figuring out which four are going to play every night. Uh, I, I think that's where you might see uh, that depth pay off, uh, as he spoke about earlier in the, in the show, about playing on a Friday, Saturday, then playing on a Wednesday, Thursday, especially during the Christmas break, which we kind of guessed at anyway. Because you don't want to, you're going to try and get as many games in as you possibly can, uh, and, and and as safely as you possibly can. So that, in and of itself, uh, didn't surprise me. But that's when your depth is going to get tested when you're playing those four games in, in in that short span of time like that, without the usual five days or six days off between games. And no one can say that ASU is not used to playing on the road. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. As a matter of fact, if you take a little bit of what Coach uh, said, and I, I think he's kind of looking forward to those road trips uh, in the fact that they're going to go on the road seven times uh, and then stay on the road and not fly back and forth between, you know, whether it be New England or Alaska or wherever it was that they went in the past. This way they're, they're going to be put. Uh, in one spot, they're going to be able to take a bus to another spot. It makes sense with the Big Ten. Wisconsin and Minnesota aren't that far away. Michigan Tech, Michigan aren't that far away. Ohio State. Michigan Tech. And, uh, I'm sorry, Michigan State and Michigan. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got Tech. On that's all right. Just listen. That's okay. I, 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 I knew <laughs> no. what you meant, and I'm sure the listeners did too. But, you know, and that, you know far be it for me, me to, to not take and this up the opportunity. And Ohio State. And Notre Dame, Ohio State, not that far away. So the only one that comes into play really is Penn State. And it uh, sounds like they've got something worked out for that. So um, 
And, and the other thing I don't want to overlook is the fact that he did say that the building is still on track. Uh, it's October now, Paul, so November is the next month. I think we can say uh, safely that there will be some groundbreaking going on uh, within the next 30 to 45 days, and that mm -hmm. will be truly exciting. So we're looking forward to that. My final thought. He did say there was, were no setbacks. So let's yes, he just, did. Yes, he did. He did say there were, at this point there have been no setbacks. So uh, we look uh, forward to that. We look very forward to that. And, and, and the other as, thing, Paul, that yeah. I caught on that was that um, I asked him point blank, is, is the conference decision made? And he said, clearly, no, it was not. No. Uh, that, and, and, not and that he would have told you anything different anyway. No, true. But but I believe him on his word that uh, they're still looking at all their options. And right now it's, you know, you got to do day by day and, and whatever. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're hoping that day by day there's going to be uh, uh, at least media allowed in. And, uh, it, you know, for us, I think we've got a good game plan to cover it. I do want to also announce that uh, starting November 1st, we're going to start our uh, our new Sunday night podcast. November 1st? Recap, uh, November 1st. The, uh, did I, the recap. Did I, I thought I read a different date than that. No, November 1st, because that's when we uh, can actually have a couple of preview shows and then kick off the uh, the first weekend of NCAA hockey for uh, for a number of teams. But uh, November 1st, we will be at 7.30 p.m. Sunday nights, Mountain Time, which, Paul, is what time Eastern? Uh, 9.30. <laughs> okay, see, we got it. We got this down. Uh, well, I do. I, of... I know my time zones. <laughs> it's going to be another. I know because you stay in one. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> That wasn't uh, always the case. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but but College Hockey Southwest Live is going to uh, debut on the uh, November 1st. Uh, all of our shows will also move to 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, 9.30 p.m. on uh, uh, the East Coast. Even on Mondays and Wednesdays? Even on Mondays and Wednesdays. They're oh, okay. all going to move to that, so we're going to become consistent. We're going to lock down that time slot for live podcasts. Sorry, Zach. Sorry, Stephen. <laughs> they can deal with it. <laughs> wow. Listen. And then, and then also, also, we're looking forward to the rest of, uh, you know, there's going to be some Big Ten coverage. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of NCHC and even some Atlantic with the Air Force, but uh, I didn't want to say the whole night was dominated by ASU without saying to our friends at Denver, Colorado College, and Air Force, we know you're out there. We're coming for you. We're going to get your information. We're going to get your guys on and talk uh, NCHE well, and uh, Atlantic hockey as well. Well, you know, as, as long as you brought it up, and I know we're, we're getting close to the end here, but, you know, the, the rumor has dropped that uh, LIU's first game will be against Army. And uh, yeah. as I said to you, and, and I said to, to to some others, that's anybody kind of that would listen. Right, well, yeah, that's almost kind of the way it should be, though, right? Considering right. he's coaching at LIU, and right, it, it just kind of feels like that's what it should be. I know I don't. They didn't say where, but uh, it it just kind of when 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 you saw it in your in your eyes and you and and, and you put it in your head. It, it just made sense. Like that's what it should be. Exactly. Well, I think we've uh, we've had another great show. I look forward to another great show next week and the week after, and all of our shows because we just continue to get better and better. And more than seven thousand downloads now. We just keep continuing to build and grow this audience. And uh, Paul, take it away on the read, and we'll say good night with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro.
College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, the presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood, Ice Time Hockey SW sent you, and let him show you the Bell Ford difference online at bellford.com or at the showroom, 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. By cold beers and cheeseburgers, dining rooms in accordance to CDC guidelines are now open in all 12 Valley locations and the two in California. Visit coldbeers.com for more information and takeout specials. By T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Shane Tatum. Let him show you how the power of the new T-Mobile can work for you. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. When you go up to Jesse Ray's to pick up your dinner, say tomorrow night even, don't forget to bring home a bottle of our best of Las Vegas barbecue sauces. Buy summer skates. Summer may be over, but we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Buy Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. It's more than just the best of margaritas. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes like the City Girls or the Moonhito. By OxyPow, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night, our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. By the Ice Dens, Scottsdale and Chandler. And by College Bar and Grill in Tempe. By ASU fans, for ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We do thank uh, head coach Greg Powers from the Arizona State Sun Devils for spending a uh, great night with us talking uh, NCAA and Sun Devil hockey. Shout out also to Mitch Terrell for uh, bringing on uh, coach and all the players as he has for us all uh, season long. We continue to move forward as always. We tell you to uh, continue to social distance, wear your mask, wash your hands, don't touch your face, all of that good stuff. Let's get back to hockey, Paul, NCAA style. Can't wait.